So hey, how about TMNT Shredder's Revenge? I wouldn't know. I haven't played it yet. Well, I did. I played it to completion last night, and it was amazing. I know you went. You went into like such depth in like posts about it. I was like, holy shit! He really loved this game. I was given my review. Yeah. I know. So yeah, that's what came out this week. That's what I've been doing. Um. I've been playing a lot of Fortnite, but I kind of want to play Overwatch 2, so I've been playing Overwatch again. Cool. So, yeah. Cue the roll call. We are live! Connect. Loading. Broadcast. Tempered Zeal! Bluecaster! Super Ichi! Loud and Impulsive! Greycaster! Lake! Spark of Courage! The Power of Dreams! Orangecaster! Global Soft Perka! Broadcasting hundreds of opinions across the world! Radio Sentai Cast Ranger! Awesome! Welcome to Radio Sentai Cast Ranger episode 392! Uh, cool, Monferno. Infernape. Oh, yes. Fernape was last Monferno was last week. Right. <laughs> Keep your monkey straight. I got my Pokemans mixed up. No. Best monkey Pokemon goes to fucking uh, uh I was gonna say uh I don't know what its name is the grass one. Grass monkey. Rillaboom? Oh no, the 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 the, the three elemental monkeys. Sim um oh. Pansy. Pen Pen sage, thank you. Pen yeah, sage, Pen Sage, Seer Sage. Yep. Or Pen Seer, Pen Poor, Pen Seer. And then Simi, yeah. whatever. Yeah. 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 Simi Seer. Simi Seer, Simi Poor, Simi Sage. Eh. No, they're not ugly. What are you talking about? I mean, one of them looks like a stoner, but like. It's, ah. it's hilarious that this is the Pokemon of the week considering the sixth Ranger debuting this week. Yeah, I know. I was thinking that too. What a weird coincidence. Uh, so, um, in other news, they're adding they're adding more Naruto skins to Fortnite, so we're getting these four. Nothing surprises me anymore. <laughs> I'm just I'm waiting for One Piece, man. Who get together every week? Uh, well, I was about to say we're a bunch of elemental monkeys who get together every week to talk about Common Rider, Super Sentai, and a third thing. Uh yeah. Um also I decided to get myself a little a little uh little early birthday present and I bought I purchased this of Fake Arts Metal. Nice. So, nice. Yeah. Meanwhile, I'll be soon making my selfish birthday purchase. I'm gonna be buying the quest too. Oh wow, nice. The VR also, helmet. Also <laughs> I uh I bought a black series uh, Imperial Probe Droid uh like figure. And so then I posed my Darth Vader in front of it. And then I just thought of like a really funny idea where it was just like, Dan user, Darth Vader, stand name, Imperial March. Oh my god. Oh yeah, Rowlet's my favorite grass Pokemon of all time. Like just Rowlet. Like the, just just the first form. Mine's Decidueye. No, it's Rowlet's adorable shit. But yeah, anyways, uh between now oh, and next true. Between now and next week is my birthday. Next Wednesday. Yeah, you're awesome. Happy birthday, Ichi. Happy birthday. I got you Sonic Origins Deluxe Edition. Yeah, so I'm going to be streaming that next Thursday. Hell yeah. I'm excited. I want to I wanna relive uh, playing CD as Tails and cheesing it. <laughs> I'm so excited to play through fucking Sonic CD as Knuckles, if what I'm reading is correct. Yeah, I hope that I hope that actually happens for you. Just play Sonic CD because I never have. You haven't? It's one of the best ones. It's like second. It is the best one. I I. I, I actually think like... Sonic Three and Knuckles is better, but Sonic CD is a very marginal second. A time travel. Yeah. I absolutely love the animation in it, but yeah. I've never actually played it. Apparently, now in the anniversary version, there's going to be like cutscenes bridging the gap between each game. Oh, that's oh. cool. Yeah. Anyways, we should talk about what we're here to talk about. So this week we're talking about Kamen Rider Revice episode 39, Dawn Brothers episode 15, and for our future topic, episodes 1 and 2 of the Kamen Rider Veil. Vale. 
specials. <gasps> That's my reaction. <laughs> wow. And everyone's been having fun with the Dolly Mini ever since it oh, yeah. finally think... came out. <laughs> I've, just uh -oh. been, I've, I've just been putting Robocop in fucking everything. Yes. Yeah, I'll probably post the best one I've gotten, which is this. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, something about Ken being a hobo in Street Fighter Six now. Oh yeah, because apparently his like wife divorced him and took the kids. <laughs> I didn't even know he had a wife, but okay. Yes. Cool. Is like there a pipe a hope uh, a main character char well not main character but character to hobo Capcom pipeline? I don't know. The don't same know. thing happened with Phoenix, right? All oh. I know is one of my favorite characters, Ed, is coming back, so I'm happy. He's a, he's a clone of Bison who uh, learned boxing from Balrog. Ah, uh, yes. Ed. Yes, Ed. He's great. <laughs> <laughs> the po all-powerful Ed. The cape for Ed. Yep. All right, let's get into Revice. Woo! Oh, wait, no, I forgot. I almost forgot. We have news. News mode. Oh, yeah, there's news. News mode. All right, so first on the news docket is the announcement of another Revice special, Birth of Chimera. And we just get a full yeah. shot of what is presumably Common Rider Chimera. And I really like this design, and I might be biased because it's orange and I like chimeras. He just looks like an orange Oja. <laughs> I was going to say tiger. Well, he looks more like Oja. No, no, there's like some like fangs going on in the helmet. Quickly, Decker, put an image of Chimera and Oja beside each other. Oh, is that the Bowered Rex suit? It, oh. it looks like it's made from the, some of the same pieces. Oh no, Emily's going to be so sad. <laughs> At least the Bowered Rex got to have one big feature episode. It got yeah. a fussy. Yeah. I think. Uh, so apparently this spinoff will lead directly into the upcoming Revice summer film. Uh, prior to the hijacking incident in said film, another incident in a certain town. Behind these incidents is a demon who appears and disappears. Uh, directed by Koichi Sakamoto, who did oh. who did direct the Veil special. Uh, oh. Birth of Chimera is releasing on TTFC July 22nd, the same day as the film. Okay, well, if Koichi Sakamoto's directing it, that means the action's gonna be fucking good. Yeah. Cause like he just he's so good at action. Yeah, I'm really curious about this driver he's got going on. This looks interesting. I'm gonna zoom in here. Yeah, it's it looks like something out of build, honestly. A little bit. Yeah, you can put like a like, it, like it looks there. like it's inspired by the Scalash driver. Mm hmm. Hmm. So now the only mm -hmm. question is, who is this? Is it gonna be someone completely new? Some people are suggesting it might be Olteca back from the dead. Oh, I hope not. Maybe this is Julio or Tamaki finally becoming a common writer. <laughs> Maybe it's George. Hmm. It would be great if it was, but George is, it's George's demon. Could just be a completely new character that they introduce and then kill off. I wonder what George's demon would be called. <laughs> His demon is Daddy. Daddy. <laughs> yeah, so that's interesting. We'll we'll see how that goes next month. It, oh, it could, could be it, another text subject from Noah. Yeah, that I don't think I don't think That'd they ever explicitly time. said if Vale did manage to kill all seventy previous experiments. Okay. I'll, I'll I'll get into some things like when we get to the Vale special. Yeah. All right. Next on the news docket, Don Brothers plushies. Oh my gosh, where are they? I'm sorry, that was wow. That was really. <laughs> uh, they're in Japan <laughs> and the Newslinks channel. <laughs> they're in japan that Very was good. i'm sorry that was way too i'm sorry <laughs> i think emily wants them it's you know what? oh the, my gosh it's so weird that inu brother is the one that looks the best <laughs> no because those are the proportions that he normally has exactly <laughs> the rest of them look off but inu brother just looks normal <laughs> they all look good i think actually you know what's impressive too is that they actually got Sour Brothers like thickness. His fluff, yeah. Because <laughs> thickness, I love it. And then there's plushies of their civilian forms, and they're all smiling except for Inuzuka. 
Oh, Taro's got his his work hat on. Yeah, yeah. I know. I like his little uniform. No. I wonder if you can take the hat off. Probably but, not. But yeah, these are, I must admit, weirdly adorable. Emily's like, I want all of them. <laughs> well, I, I I don't have room, nor do I have the money for all of them, I, or maybe any. Well, I don't know. In terms of money, each of these costs 1980 yen, so about 20 bucks, and are releasing July 16th. Not when you get them, not in Japan. Yeah. And uh, they cost like 80 Yeah. These are in limited <laughs> uh, quantity, so get it while they last. I'm sorry, that sounded kind of like I was upset. It's just, that's just the truth we, we understand. You can be upset that's, if you want. That's why I don't buy clothes from Japan, because like, oof. I was considering buying the fucking Noto brace, but for one bracelet and three plates, it came to like 150 after conversion and shipping and tax and everything. And I'm like, I'm not spending $150 to make one sound effect. Oh, there are already like um, UFO catcher plushies of them too that are already out. Apparently, I did not know this. I just found it um, looking for Sentai plush on eBay. Cool. <laughs> Look. Oh, oh shit. Cute. Neat. All right. They're just chain size, but for the set of all of them, it's one hundred and twenty-eight dollars. Oh. Next, we mentioned last week that a new toy brand within Premium Bandai started called Complete Style Gigantic, and the first thing they've announced for release is the Common Rider Kuga Titan Sword. I mean, if you're gonna start off this line, that's a good place to start. Yeah. And now, the best part yeah. is it includes the golden extension from Rising Titan. Now I can go attack a Grongi in a fitting rage and fucking impale them with a sword. <laughs> I mean, there wasn't Just much like stop. Show. I was going to say, you could do that before. <laughs> I know. Now I can do it with a properly scaled sword. But yeah, me me in the chat were talking about like all the different like ideas for weapons. I'd like to see them do like a proper Dengasher. That would be sick. Yeah. Um, so yeah. it's mentioned here why they're releasing this item under the gigantic brand instead of complete selection modification. Those previously released weapons, such as the Fize Gear or Blay Rouser, has the gimmicks built into them, whereas this new line is focusing on weapons without the gimmicks and not being able to link to the transformation belt. Uh, so it's basically just focusing on creating the item itself. It's like a prop replica. Sort of. Well, I guess Agito's weapons are out because those come from the belt. <laughs> hey oh. Yeah. Um Ooh. I wonder, wouldn't it be cool if we got like uh the what was it called? The 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 sore blade in the gun? What what was the what was Kabuto's gun like gun like called? The Kunai gun? The Kunai gun, thank you, that was it. Yeah, that'd be cool to get a one-to-one skill of. Even though, honestly, the DX toy is not that bad. It's pretty good. Yeah. I don't know. I can't think of what I'd like to see, but I'll just wait and see what happens. This is cool. I probably won't buy it, but they they all they said is that pre-orders start on the 28th, but they didn't say when it's actually releasing or what the price will be. But considering this is a giant fucking sword, it's going to be butt-fuck expensive. The, see, the Gaim weapons would be cool. But, uh, there's just so fucking many of them. Like, imagine they made a one-to-one -one scale Melon Defender. Like... Uh, oh, shit. I could see them doing, like, the Sonic Arrow. That'd be cool. Maybe. <laughs> um, honestly, I think the best thing they could do for this weapon line, all of G3, G3's weapons. Oh, we were talking before we started about, like, Kiva weapons, and I, you know what I would con seriously consider? One-to-one -one scale... Full shaft length Doga hammer. Oh, they wouldn't do that. That'd be too much. With opening eye hand yeah, and everything. It has to be able to open and then the eye glows. Oh, Jesus. That would be rad. I'd like, I'd like the Gerulu Saber. That'd be sick. Dokoken Gekido one to one scale. Oh my god. I mean, I already Jesus. have the one to one scale Seiken Sword Driver. Whoa, what's that? That's cool looking. That's cool. It's like Vivi if uh, he became a common Rider. Or just like the Final Fantasy Black Mage. No, it's clearly modified about, from Paradox Puzzle. Mage. 
When you think of a black mage, you think of BB from FF9. I I mean, I understand because I'm a FF9 fan, but they're not all. Speaking oh. of plushy, plushy news, they actually um, made a plushie of Black Pepper from Delicious Party Pre-Cure. Cool. Adorable. He, he just reminds me of fucking Tsubasa from uh, Cardcaptor. What about Rosemary? Or what's his name? Shauron. Now, really, Rosemary does not have a plushie. No. Reminds me of Shauron from Cardcaptor and Tsubasa, is what he I meant to say. Like, like a bit like Shauron Lee. Yeah. Next in the news line, something I'm pretty sure Gar was happy about was the announcement of the Shoto Super figures of Choju Sentai Live Men. Yeah. These are cool. Good. Uh, let's see. So, I believe it is all five of them as one set. Comes with the Falcon Saber, Lion Bazooka, and Dolphin Arrow, so it can form the Triple Bazooka. It also includes their other cannon, the Bio Motion Buster, Pedestal Parts, uh, Premium Bandai Web Exclusive Set, 8,800 yen, December release. All right. 8,800 yen for five figures, though? Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. It's pretty good. Pretty decent quality. And yeah, the figures look great. Yep. All right. Neat. And our last news story on the Power Rangers side of news. Uh, we have the announcement of the new showrunner for the Power Rangers franchise going forward. Uh, and it is Jenny Klein, who previously worked on The Witcher and Jessica Jones. Oh, okay. Well, I liked both those shows, so... She has signed an overall deal for television content with Entertainment One, and as part of the two-year pact, she will be the showrunner for Power Rangers. The new series is currently in development at Netflix, and she will collaborate with Jonathan and Twistle, who is overseeing the Power Rangers universe, both in film and television, since signing with E1 in 2020. That we don't have any specifications on if the upcoming series will be based on a Sentai or if it will be its own thing, but I know there have been some rumblings over the last year or so about how they were going to try and make their own Power Rangers going forward. So I don't know that if that's actually going to happen or not, but I would like to see what comes of it. Yeah. Sorry, I cut you off, Emily. No, I just said that would be interesting. Yeah, so we'll see. Congrats to Jenny Klein. Let's let's hope the the franchise is in good hands. Every year, I just keep getting less and less, or more and more distant from it. Yeah. So. And that's news. All right. Oh, the revise. So, like, I know that. Daddy Ninja and Weekend are technically the good guys, but every time he gives a speech, he just comes off like a fucking tyrant. Like when he yelled at fucking Ikaro, just put him in his place, and then like he knocked over some stuff, and then you just see like Daddy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, him and Masumi are standing there like, like, well, someone has to pick up these papers. Yeah, <laughs> d don't worry about it, normal, healthy human. You leave it to the old man with the burned face and and who was. Almost died last week performing no, a surgery. I like, I like he was picking up the papers and he's like, he's like, that was a little harsh, wasn't it? And he's like, should have been harsher. And he's like, oh, okay. Yeah. So the the crux of this episode is uh, one of the shelters gets invaded and in the process, uh, Hikaru's fake mom, whose name I guess was Kimiko, uh, gets murdered. Yeah, not mom. <laughs> Sorry, Emily, were you gonna say something? No, I, I missed last week, but I just had, I think it's really cool. Um, the move set that Gifford Rex has is has um, it has a theme of magnetic fields. Yes, absolutely. Where oh. the two the two fields that because I was thinking like I know that, what that is like what is that and it finally hit me right before. Oh <laughs> so man! When they fucking fought that like that monster this episode and they fucking dummied it. Yep. Like they and, just kept like punching it back and then a tr like pulling it back in to go for another hit. I was like, "Holy shit!" Your practice, bitch. They're so powerful. Yep. Uh, do you guys notice in the opening they not only added Ultimate Revice, but that they added one shot of like Tamaki, Hana, and Hikaru in the weekend base. 
Oh, no, I didn't. I, I'll have to see that next time. Yeah. That's the shot. Oh, cool. <laughs> fucking Tommy, take that fucking tie off your fucking head. Let him, let him be a revolutionary. Oh, yeah, Vice sitting in the car was so funny. Oh, yeah, and then Hideki, like, edits fucking footage of them. He it's like, oh, look, they're... Whatever. Yeah, he takes... He takes footage of the of the fucking revolt and like edits it out of context and makes it look like the weekend people and Revice are attacking citizens. <laughs> fucking bastard. Like weekend thinks Coolsville sucks. <laughs> I'm sorry. And I, I just have to express my utter disappointment of once again over demons is useless and Hikaru is not a character. They they've been trying, but it's it's like too little, too late at this point. We can Emily mentioned Coolsville, and I just like, like the other day I was watching a compilation of like why Scooby Doo's not for kids. No, it's just it's just Fred talking to Velma. Hey, I'm very I'm very complacent with like how I see women. Nerdy chicks like you turn me on too. Oh, <laughs> I'm just like oh no. Yeah, I'm not getting oh. into that. That movie's 20 years old now. Like, God. I just Anyways. love that the, there was, I forget who, but someone, the guy who wrote the movie did it just to villainize Scrappy-Doo and succeeded in killing him off from the franchise forever. Yeah, James Gunn fucking That's wrote it. that movie. That's it. That's who. <laughs> James Gunn. Uh, so, yes. Uh, that's get... the one part of the movie I don't really like, actually. So yeah, we finally, after several weeks of not talking about it, finally brought up the fact that re using Revice's powers is making Icky lose his memories again. And while I'm while I'm kind of mad that we haven't talked about it in a while, Icky in this in this same conversation brings up a good point. How the fuck would he know that he's losing memories? That's yeah, and it seems very random which memories he loses, or though I, although I guess maybe they're very specifically family related memories. Yeah, because it's all photos of him with his family that are disappearing. Yeah, but Vice is. I just I, I know this is silly, but I like Vice more and more every week, and I already love him. Yeah, I I can already I can already see where this is gonna fucking go in the terms of ending of the series, like. They're going to defeat Gaff or whatever like that, and then, like, Icky's going to be, like, losing his memories completely that he doesn't remember his family, and Vice is going to feel so shit about it, and he's going to be like, no, I have to do something, and then he's going to, like, disappear so that Icky can get his memories back. Because, remember, it's the contract that's holding him. Yeah. That's yeah. making him lose his memories. So he's Vice is going to find a way to break that contract so... He'll disappear forever, or until he comes back in a fucking movie for some <laughs> Deus Ex Machina yep. bullshit, and then Icky will have his memories back. That's calling it now. That's how it's gonna be. It's it's the exact same situation with Aruto and Izu. The tragic sacrifice will get immediately undermined. Yep. Um. So, anyways, I think the coolest moment, my favorite moment in the episode, was George. Uh, visits Hiromi and George just like yeah I got some I got some mass produced uh, demons drivers for your men to use and he's like well I guess I can't use one huh and he's like oh no your body's like fucking all shit you can't transform and then at least you can command like, them <laughs> and then he, yeah and then he says to him I know it's probably not going to mean much because of how late this is I'm sorry and then Hiromi just does the best thing ever where he basically does want to punch him in the face, but then he it's realizes... A, it's a callback like, to when he did the same thing earlier, when he was pissed off. Yeah, and then he, like, he wants to punch him, but he's like, we have better shit, to more shit to worry about right now. And then as he's leaving, he just kind of, like, puts his fist up in the air. And it's, like, it was like the end you. of one of those movies with a freeze frame. Yeah, and I just <laughs> was like... It was out of nowhere, but I was like, "All right, Hiromi, that was cool." That was a really Welcome nice back, moment man. between them, and I and I I also, as an aside, want to express my immense disappointment that the mass-produced demons drivers are not all gray. Yeah, as a as a gray lover, I am very disappointed. Right. I'm sorry for going backwards. That's um, okay. But I really like how Vice seems to believe that there's a way for humanity and GIF to get along, which I really hope is in fact how it ends and not with them destroying him. I, I, I 
can't fathom what what they're gonna do but the fact that they're talking about it so much means it could happen yeah are they gonna like purify gif or they're they're gonna figure out a way to actually communicate with him and, he, and it's like guys guys i'm cool i promise also daiji <laughs> is I, I didn't um apparently you were saying this last week that i think daiji needed kagero to remain yes. balanced because Oh, he's sort of turning into Kylo Ren. Hiromi talking to Daiji last week, as I mentioned on last week's episode, that made me realize the utter fucking brilliance of this show and this plot arc. Hiromi got way up his own ass about being demons and fighting for the sake of justice because in episode one, they, they exercised his inner demon so he got so wrapped up in his idea of justice that he never he wasn't thinking straight. That's why he pushed You're himself as hard as he did. And now Daiji, without Kagero, is doing the exact same thing, but to a further extreme. Like, look, pretend you're Daiji and look at all the shit that Hideo does this episode alone. If you were of sound mind, there's no fucking way you would go along with it. He That's watched really Hideo sick a team of demons on innocent civilians and not only okayed it but then later in the episode went with them to attack more innocent people yeah it's and i i also feel like I, we should have known because of how incredibly like heroic looking um holy live is that he it's, would end up being yeah <laughs> it's it's like a dark justice and then I'm going to make this in the best way I know Ichi will find fucking hilarious. Then there's just a scene where Daiji's walking away and Vale essentially just goes to him. You're Need safe. a demon? I can make it big. <laughs> yeah, like it was like just we, we're we we're both single now, Daiji. <laughs> yeah, he's like, you, you want, want a demon? I can help you out. You want to hook up? Get revenge on our exes? Okay, so to this scene... So we now know that Daiji's like in his own little kind of pocket world of like how he sees because he just thinks he's protecting everyone, but I feel like he's doing it in such like a dark way. So I would have loved in just the scene where he's henching. I just would have loved to to see him just put on the fucking evil suit. Oh fuck, man. Cause like I with the way he sees justice right now. He does not fucking deserve to use Holy Live. You know what would have been cool? All. If, like, because Kagero powered up the Holy Live stamp and now his sense of justice is corrupted, I think it would have been cool if the Holy Live stamp turned back into the Crow stamp and we got, like, a black version of Holy Live. That would have been cool. That would make perfect sense and also be, like, shorthand for the audience to know that something's going wrong, I guess. But yeah, just call, it, just, call it, just call it Unholy Live. What I'm thinking is... What if, in order to fix him, they have to somehow bring Kagero back and them uniting into a fully formed person again gives birth to a new final form? That's Ooh. what I was... I really like Holy Live and don't want it to go away. Oh, no, of course not. Holy Live's a great suit. Yeah. But I just feel like where he is right now, like he just mentally, doesn't deserve to wear that Dai suit. Daiji <laughs> is... Daiji is a very dynamic character. He has gone through more changes over the course of this show than anybody. It's been an up, down, up, down battle, and he's currently on the downswing, and we all hate him where he is right now, but we all know that he will change and he will get better. He has to go through this, this rough character arc. He has to get the sense beaten into him, and he'll get better. Oh yeah, laptops. and the best <laughs> moment of the episode is him smashing the monitor. <laughs> yeah, that was the one where I put in my notes. He's acting like Kylo Ren. No, I just saw him. Do, I saw him. I saw him do that. And I'm just like, oh, okay, Daiji needs a timeout. Or is Jerry? I think Jerry in our chat. Daiji's having a cryji. Daiji's having a crazy. That's me. Come on. But like the the gif of Daiji smashing the monitor has to become a meme in the fandom. Just any. It is a good. Yeah. It's a, it's a good meme to use for impotent Twitter rage. Like Twitter rage, or you see like a toy that you're it's coming out, but it's sold out or it's overpriced. Yeah, anything <laughs> that would make you want to punch punch the the laptop. <laughs> and like. I don't 
It's amazing too, because Daichi's actor is only like fucking eighteen years old. So like the amount of like fucking acting and like emoting we're getting from this guy at that age that's impressive oh yeah so. especially when he starts crying while the people are like rejecting him and throwing shit at him but i my favorite i i, I loved seeing sakura just want to fucking beat the shit out of him like beat 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 the sense into him yep <laughs> and then it's premium birthday it. ah! <laughs> um and yeah, so Sakura beats crap out of him. And then I just love that, like, Daichi T head cheats. He just pulls a fucking gun on his siblings. He's just yeah, like, he I was just, like, whoa! That's the end of the episode, is he pulls a gun on his family, and then the episode ends. Because I was thinking, oh, where's this going to go? And then it just ends. But yeah, I love just, he just, just, he falls down, and he's just, he's just kind of, like, crying. He's just like, I just want to protect the world. And I'm just like, oh man. And like his speech, his whole talk about like how can people not see this? Like he, in all honesty, it, he makes a lot of really good points. But it's it's a war where both sides are doing messed up things at this point. He, he has he has the right mindset. He just the the way he's doing things is wrong. Just acting about it wrong the wrong way. It it it's. It's it it just calls back to when Roshuo made his big play back in Gaim cuz like he fucking nukes America and Michi goes, "You know what? We should side with this guy and stop fighting or we're all going to die." Christmas sweater of evil. America thing, yeah. Although like it feels like Daiji gave in to despair on after much less provocation than Michi did. Cause like all we did was see Gifu just like, like show his power against a couple of people. It's not like he nuked the entire fucking North America. Yeah. Those people were people who were close to Daiji. So yeah. But like, it's it, the, the statistic, unfortunate thing. Yeah. yeah that's it, right. I love, I love Sakura just the whole time. It's just like, I'm the thing with daiji is like for him to come to this conclusion of like yeah we should not fight him because if he'll just fucking murder us that's understandable it's just like it's the fact that he's completely unwilling to listen to anyone's opinion otherwise and like the whole thing with akemi being murdered he just refuses to listen to anyone and and like it's the blind rage and the blind despair that is Daiji's fault, but hopefully someone will tie him to a chair long enough to slap his fucking face off and actually tell him what's going on. Tie him to a chair. Like they they just gotta like put him somewhere where he can't do anything and just talk at him until he understands. Whatever that yeah, requires. That... Tie him to a chair. I feel like I feel like I feel like I feel like his mom just needs to come just give him a good spanking. Honestly, with the way this show prioritizes family, that might be what it requires. Yeah, just yeah. his mom come in and just be like, Daiji Daiji, oh. go to your room. Yes, no, mom. See you tonight, mister. <laughs> oh man. No bats for you for a week. Oh mom. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> but yeah another really good episode daiji's going through his whiny bitch character arc the second edition but uh we're in the end game now we'll, we'll see what happens yeah we're in the end game now uh next week's episode is about infiltrating ararat and i guess hideo transforms into a new kind of giftarian a stupid name ararat <laughs> well it's based on an actual myth i forget what it is but i've talked about it when it was first mentioned yeah i remember like a lot of the things like the organization being called noah not like noah's ark and yeah well anyways double We were so close. We were so close to finally inciting the Tsuyoshi Inuzuka conflict, but they had to have the only picture that Inu that Tsubasa has of his long lost girlfriend have fucking Instagram filters on it. No, we have to talk about the best part of this whole episode. 
fucking Momotani with the fucking big ass rock. I love it. If small rocks Great. didn't work, I'll use a bigger rock. I'll just bash it with a rock. And the LME throws it at fucking Saru Brother. And he just goes, <laughs> You find out in this one that use, having your points drop into the negatives removes some of your abilities. So Oni's sister actually, well, Haruka, loses the ability to walk. And all I could think was, um, is this Yuki Yuna now? Have they all reached Mankai State? <laughs> Like it, um, I know it's but awful, but like the the way she just like all out of nowhere, all of a sudden just drops to the floor was for some reason hilarious. <laughs> and then, but then we find out what what Inu I mean, what um what Sorry. Sarah brother lost, and it was his ability to do haiku. And that apparently is so bad that he just accepts death when Jiro comes to murder them. Yeah, he's like, yeah, you can just watch me. My life is over. First of all, it's also Jiro coming to murder him. Also, Jiro is awesome. G like, I, I can't really get a fix on Jiro, like, more than anyone else. Like, the last episode, they paint him as someone that you're supposed to like because he's, like, your typical shonen protagonist. But then it, like, loops back around to being like, I don't know what to make of you. And then he comes to also the case with Taro? Like, what is Taro exactly? Well, Taro was kind of different because, like, we knew what his deal was. It was just he just clashed with everyone so hard. But uh, I'll talk. He just goes in and he's like, "Shall I, I execute all of you?" I love no. I love that the man's like, "Well, I should just execute all of you and then form my own team." I'm gonna form my own Sentai with Blackjack. I'm like the balls on this man to make such a huge claim like that. Holy shit. Like, who the fuck do you think you are, man? You don't have that kind um, of authority. Taro's replacement. Apparently, oh, Oni's sister in the wheelchair fucking I killed me. I can't believe yeah, they did that. I didn't think that they would be able to, but I think it's awesome that she can still transform. Holy you Christ, know what I'm people. sad we missed out on? Getting an actual henshin with her in the chair. Why oh. didn't they're also transformed? That would have been awesome. Um... um Uniform wheelchair. We also find out that all the all the people don't die; they just go to a pocket. Yeah, dimension. this one had a huge fucking lore yeah. drop. So apparently, all the people that the Noto were killing weren't actually killed; they were just put into the video game world's recycle bin. I mean, didn't I mean you you like we called that like I remember like way back in like episode one and two, you were like I bet they all I think you even used that exact terminology you're like I bet they all just end up in the recycle bin. But here's the thing though, when we see the Noto do, like murder people, quote unquote, we saw them in those cubes, but didn't we also see those cubes shatter? That's why we thought they were dead. Yeah, it's possible to shatter the cubes, I think, but, but I. But then, yeah, like, I... we see in this episode that no, none of them shattered. They're all just alive in this recycling dimension. Uh, it's a facility from Cabin in the Woods. Just, I just love, I love that, like, uh, Momotani just, like, he gets, he gets in because they find a way, like, Sonoe is like, oh, I'm gonna slash, like, this guy or whatever. So he, he teleports away, and then, like, you can grab onto him to teleport into the pocket dimension. So then Kijino comes to his senses and then like he's like propelling himself with his like fire spear and then realizes he needs like proper like direction. Steering. Cue Kiji brother's wings bashing through the sides of the cube. That was yeah. cool though. That I was like funny. That. Um so yeah, let's let's get into uh, let's get into his 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 transformation in his suit. So we finally get the debut. Of, we get the debut of Don Dorogoku, which just just comes out of fucking nowhere. Which I mean, I guess is the same for everyone. Uh, it, who who voices the the stuff, Ichi? It's voiced the 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 Ryuko Nogeki is voiced by Romi Park. That's oh, great. like Edward Elric. Edward Elric, Dayu from Shinkenger. It's Gaia from Bleach. And a lot of other roles. But yeah, I just love hearing... I'm, I'm actually super disappointed that the changer itself doesn't say the name of the form like the other, like the Dawn Blasters do. Mm. Oh yeah, she was also Precious from Rue Soldier. 
Oh uh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> like Reese Soldier's just out of my brain. Right. <laughs> oh man. Good gracious. Um. um but so yeah, no, I will say I like that this guy can like basically pull a fives with his esots, where he like glows fucking, like only yeah glows and you only see the red parts glowing on him and i will say his isatsu was pretty red yeah and dragon is really cool um let's see but yeah so the monster of the week was was kijino who infuriated by miho's accident gets really uppity about traffic safety because she was hit by a motorcycle so he runs around as the geki soki based on car ranger and just disappear makes cars disappear yeah, makes cars disappear can't there have can't traffic, accidents. traffic accidents there's traffic <laughs> if there's no cars yep <laughs> and he even did the pose with like the spinning in the arm and everything so of course we get like a part where like they get they get Taro back and then Taro and Momotani do a double henching like, together, which is pretty cool. Yeah. And like they team up and shit. And then uh so Haruka like earlier in the episode goes like, Oh, I know Taro, if he were here, he'd tell me not to give up and I'll eventually walk again, and then we get that exact scene to happen. And she trips over a root and falls onto him. That was fucking hilarious. I wouldn't have thought that Taro would be supportive of her as he was, because this is the man who'd rather die than compliment his team. Maybe. Also, I love he's like he's like my companions, and she's like, "Say it again." Say it again. My companions. One more time. Say it again. Say it in my fucking face. Like say those words and I'm yours, my ha companion. Haruka is seriously down bad with like some form of Stockholm syndrome. <laughs> she should not be idolizing this man as hard as she is. She is like this almost seems like some like reverse predatory kind of thing where like even though like he doesn't give a shit. Although in this episode he kind of softens up a bit, so now I'm wondering if like maybe now that he's died once he'll lighten up. No, okay, Kaguya. It's not that like he encourages; it's just that he can't lie. So sometimes when he speaks the truth to people, it can be encouraging or positive, but most of the time it's negative just because <laughs> he has no choice but to tell the truth. People but sometimes are... the truth is positive. So. Oh my god, like this episode was all over the place. I love that Sodoi also was like, when, when, when Momotaro came back, when, when Momotaro came back. I felt joy. I felt joy. And then he like, he's like, he's like stalking him from like a, like a court, from like <laughs> a hidden place being like, I will defeat you next time, but this time with honor. Yeah, just, he's just peeking in on it. All right, Kaiba. All right there. All right there, fucking... <laughs> basically what he is kinda same fucking dude all he was obsessing over was oh the shinken red guy is so fucking badass and so powerful I want to fucking fight him and I want to kick his ass oh man this episode was fucking crazy well we, we have our sixth ranger and he's he's not going anywhere so we're stuck with this guy but I'm okay he's, he's fun I enjoy him a lot. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about Jiro. I feel like they tried too hard to make him like the typical shonen protagonist and it just comes off insincere. <laughs> and 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 then the stupid <laughs> asshole goes, I'm the replacement for your dead leader. You got it's you know what? Now that I think about it, it's your guy's fault he died, so I should just murder you and start fresh. Oh yeah, also oh he like God. he got a brief explanation of how he met him. Like apparently like he was he was in high school, and, like, Taro gets, like, uh, surrounded by a bunch of, like, fucking high schoolers, decides to, like, not fight them, and for 30 minutes, they just beat the shit out of him so much until they get exhausted and can't fight him anymore, Mo and then he just takes his hands out of his pockets, and then we see a camera rush over towards Taro, and we're assuming that's Jiro, we don't actually see him, and I'm like, oh. So what we're seeing is Momoi pulls the Homer Simpson approach to fighting. And just tanks like a boss. And then, or Spongebob, that's... I mean, 
the one shot from that Simpsons episode that always really fucking cringe makes me cringe, and like is when like Tatum just comes in and just slams his fucking top of his head down. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I feel that. Hit every him time. back. Oh, that melon's right. <laughs> I've got to knock him out. Are you an angel? Yes, Homer. All us angels wear straps. Slacks. <laughs> yeah, slacks, right. Straps. <laughs> just the compilation of Moe just going around saving people. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I, I'll call this episode entertaining. Frankly, I don't give a shit about Jiro, but we'll see what happens. Oh, they called that the Stinger. They don't let you use that. They don't use them all. Next week's episode will be Jiro working with Taro at Shirokuma. And something, yeah, some, something, something switching to evil. What the fuck? He just got here and he's already having a corruption arc. Yep. He has his, his other form is like a dark form. No, no. Because we don't even see he, the tiger form yet. No, because that's that's the, the, the usual generic thing with the sixth ranger is that they like start out evil. So it's like, oh, he started out good. Now he's turning evil. Oh, okay. mm. I, I don't know, but I guess we'll see. They did it. Like, it was just like Zoo of the World. He, I was about to say, they did it better with Misao. Yeah, of course they did. Misao was fucking great. <coughs> All right. Uh, back to Revice. <laughs> so, the Common Rider Veil specials. The story okay. of Shiranami Junpei. I have to fucking say, the whoever they fucking got to play like young Genta, holy shit, does he look like like older version? Like, yeah, I thought it I was, was blown away with how actually like much he resembles him. You know who he also reminded me of? Mm. I you know I got a lot of L from Death Note energy. Like yeah, I, the anime or the live action? The movie? live action. Uh, I haven't seen the live action movie. I mean, just L in general. Like, mm. really scruffy, pointed hair, kind of slumped over, low energy, but like determined as fuck. That's true. I mean, L was my favorite character in Death Note, so. I'm impressed by how much story they crammed into this first 15 minute episode. Can I, can I just say. So uh, this is the point I wanted to get to. Imagine they made this show the way they made Amazon's. Oh, fuck. Imagine with that budget and that level of intensity, how fucking awesome this would have been. Like, more awesome it would have been. Yeah. Oh, dude. Also seeing young Daddy George. That was incredible. Yes, young Masumi. Not expecting that. You know who? He looks great. You know who he looks like? You know who Masumi's actor looks like? He looks like Gaim. He looks like Koda. A little bit, yeah. Just if he had like kind of like a nerd role. If Koda grew up and became an evil scientist. Man, I just remember, remember when we found out he had a twin brother and we thought he was going to show up in the show? And yeah. He just, it was just, oh, no, he just showed up to set. Like yeah. To brother. I was like, damn it. So uh, the bathhouse, I don't know if they mentioned this at in the show at all, but they mentioned in this that the bathhouse is Yukimi's family home. Wait, 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 Kaguya, that fucking George's dad, that was Daiji? Daiji. Holy shit! That's Ultraman X's fucking protagonist. Cool. I did not recognize him with that hair or those glasses. Goddamn. That's, that's cool. So the story at play here is 25 years before Revice, uh, the in, the organization known as NOAA, uh, under the direction of Masumi and this guy who looks like King from Kiva, uh, Agari Yama was his name. Oh, this guy was a douchebag. You know what? I feel like... You know who they should have gotten to play this this dude? Hmm? Should have gotten fucking Dr. Maki's actor. Maybe. He's been a, he played Tachibana on Amazon. He could do the, he could just play the exact same fucking character. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> that, that that guy gave me King from Kiva vibes. He did remind me of King a bit, yeah. Also a little bit of uh what's his what's his name? Like the uh Eternals actor. 
Oh, uh, Mitsuru Matsuoka. Mitsuru Matsuoka was the what actor's the name. That is Daiji. Holy shit! Amazing. I, I honestly <laughs> can't tell that they're the same person. Yeah, no. Well, I mean, okay. The alt, the picture of him in Ultraman. That's from like 2015. So oh, that's like a long well, time it's been ago. six years. Well, seven years. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, so the idea is that <laughs> NOAA is this organization through which Masumi creates the Vice Stamp system and the Veil Driver, and apparently they've had 70 failures, which is what all the demons that Veil ends up fighting are. And D, I wonder what this sounds like. Not Amazon, of <laughs> yeah. course. And our protagonist, Shiranami Junpei, who apparently went into a bike accident, and they mentioned that he fell off a cliff and was reported missing, just like Hiromi. Yeah. That I guess that is um something that happens. Yeah. Uh, is so, there a lot of biking off cliffs in Japan, or is it? I, I guess people I just go missing off the edges of cliffs often. Yeah, I know a lot of people bike, and I know there are a lot of cliffs. But do people often bike off cliffs? I, guess. Yeah, I used to own I used to own a bike when I when I was like eighteen, nineteen, and like I learned how to ride a bike finally at that age. You ever go off any and cliffs? I, I yeah, no. No, but I didn't, I didn't, uh, I, I did ride a bike for like a while and I, I used it to get around. And then one day I accidentally fell off my bike into like a little small ditch and I was just so fucking traumatized by it that I never went on a bike again. That's valid. Fuck that shit. Scary, honestly. Yeah, it's terrifying. I, I don't want to do that ever again. Um, so of course there's like a part where, uh, we hear, uh, uh Genta or Junpei, sorry. Uh, get in touch with his inner demon, which obviously is Vale, and he's like, "Oh, don't worry, don't worry, uh, Junpei. I'll help you track down the demon that killed your parents." And I'm like, "Uh huh. It was probably you, you little fucking bastard." And then we actually see a flashback in in one of these two episodes, and like that, it's clearly Vale. <laughs> it's fucking Vale. Like it's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. No, but it's the funny thing is, him. the funny thing yeah. is, these specials aired before Vale's actual form showed up in the show, so it was mm. supposed to be kind of a mystery. But like any Toku fan who knows tropes can piece together that's clearly Vale. Yeah. Like I thought that it was already confirmed it was Vale, but I guess no, they just. This aired before Vale fully materialized in the show. Okay. And now, now that we know that the show takes place in 1997, and that's when like Colorado Vale like first came out, that explains like the pants. Yeah, the pants. I was like, oh, so he's that a '90s writer. I'm like, that's that awesome. Yeah, it's normal that he wears when he's untransformed. So does that mean only his top half transformed? I think they just didn't put any effort into designing the suit. It just was fu function over form. But like, oh, I like the pants. I wish there were more writers with not tight ass fucking pants. Well, I mean, uh, uh, Carter Yongo didn't. Uh, that's had, another had good example. Suit. Yeah, you had a flight suit on. Right. And he was voiced by Eternal. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, but yeah, no. As much as I'm not a big fan of Vale's design, like, ex except for the pants, because pants are great. I actually um, like Vale's design. It's certainly better than Overdemons. Uh, anything's better than Overdemons. Um, but, like, holy shit, is it a powerful rider. Well, yeah. <laughs> like, we already saw when, like, he debuted in the show, but, like, now we got to see a bit more of him, especially in episode two when he like fucking destroys that bridge. Like, goddamn. Oh yeah, Orb in our chat makes a good point. Vale's design is less flashy because Masumi is less of an eccentric weirdo than George. Oh yeah, because George is like the full fucking rider weeb. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the idea is that the failed experimental demons are out attacking people. They dispatch Vale to destroy it and then they tase him and bring him back in and that happens a bunch of times and it just drains the soul out of him he's eventually gotten to the point where he's just like yeah i don't really care what happens he even lets civilians get get hit oh, with yeah. the debris but he throws he people around yes he ends up meeting his true love and with by hammy <laughs> yeah for chameleon green and i love that this scene happens in betrayal alley from Saber. Oh my gosh, it was Betrayal. <laughs> Good old Betrayal Alley. Right? Oh, it's now Betrayal Alley. 
Sorry? It's make out point. I said, now it's romance alley. And then I said, it's make out point. I don't know what. Oh, wow. Uh, um, but yeah, episode one ends with Vale hisatsuing the demon so fucking hard that the bridge above them collapses down, and then Yukimi comes to fish him out. And then takes her to the bathhouse we all know. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, my parents died, but I got this bathhouse. <laughs> Everyone's parents died. That's just a thing in Toku. <laughs> so she tells him to, like, take a bath, and what she does, and, like, He's kind of against it because he's just trying to be like this like kind of badass loner who doesn't give a shit about anything. Uh, but then like you can tell like he's having the bath and he's like, this is nice. Can you not be be a loner and enjoy having a bath? And then Yukimi, and then the, uh, Yukimi comes up with the name Genta for him. She's like, I just think you look like a Genta. <laughs> well, there's a reason, but you'll you'll discover where the name Genta comes from in one of the later episodes. Okay. And then she makes him curry, and then she's just like, yeah, you're cute, and, like, smiles at him and stuff, and he's just like, mm. He's like, I'm not hungry, and then just immediate stomach growls. Lol. And then they go so, shopping at the mall for some reason, and then Noah comes and arrests both of them. Yeah, no, I like that, like, uh, the, the soldier we keep seeing, who I like to assume is Boo. Like, that's, the, that's Boo-san. So. Do you want me to say yes or no? Uh, sure. Yes, you it's, say it's Boo. Yeah, yeah you so. say that already insinuates that yes, it is. Well, I, yeah. I could, I, it could have confirmed that he was not him or that he was someone else. I could be telling you that, but yeah, it's Boo. Uh, um, so he comes into the office with like uh, to see the the two guys, and he's just like, he's like, we have found him with a civilian, and then like they're like, he might spill information about us to her and eliminate him. <laughs> well, not eliminate, just bring them both in. Yeah. Bring them in to eliminate them. But yeah, just just fucking all those shots of Junpei in the cell, and then just Boo and the soldiers walking in. I'm just getting flashbacks to fucking Komaru and Ultimate Despair Girls. Oh, oh, so Hammy sings a song. Yeah, I think that's Hammy. I think it's probably her. Probably Hammy. The ending theme is pretty. It's nice. Yeah, I like that too. It's musical. Um, but yeah, so that's that's the first two episodes. I I, I like it. I think it's cool. Uh, I like oh, that yeah. we're getting more lore in the revised universe. Oh, it's sung so. by both young and old Yukimi. Uh, oh, nice. A duet through time. <gasps> that's like that's like um, isn't that like in the Kiva movie when fucking Yuri what? and uh. And Yuri and Megumi would sing, but that's mother and daughter, not the same person. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, yeah. Remember when, remember when they both henching into Ixa at the exact same point in time? Well, in the same episode, but yeah. I know, but it, it was supposed to imply, like, oh, this is the exact moment, like, fucking 20 years ago that freaking Yuri transported <laughs> To Ixa. the day. Wouldn't surprise Day, me. Second minute in hour. Wouldn't surprise me, but they never. Ex <coughs> oh, excuse me, sorry. You okay? Yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm still recovering from a cold, so it's a little gooey. But yeah, these uh these specials are really good, and I've already watched the rest of it, and the rest of it is also very good. So I'm looking forward to discussing those, which will be next week because <gasps> Jikai Radio Sentai Cast Ranger. We will be doing Veil episodes three, four, and five. Oh fuck! There's three more episodes. Yeah. Dude, so, yeah. we never finished the rest of that. Um, the other revised special, the one with fucking uh, Kaido. Uh. You know the one where they were trapped in the house and there was like the murder mystery and George like has fought with Excel huh? and stuff like that. I'm pretty sure we did. I don't think we finished the rest of it. Maybe I, I wasn't here for that. I don't know. I don't remember. Uh, Hello? Hold on. Hi, we're here. The, yeah, Revice the Mystery 4 and 5. Yeah, you were not there for that episode. Okay. It's episode 381. <sighs> Alright, so yeah. That is Cast Ranger. Alright. As always, thank you for listening, watching, liking, favoriting, sharing, subscribing, hitting the bell, and being awesome. 
uh, I guess yeah. Emily, I guess Emily can't hear us. <laughs> um, as always, the primary source of our hijinks is castranger.podbean.com. And from there, you can find our Facebook, Twitter, Discord, uh, pa- Patreon, merch store, and all of our other things. Yeah. Go buy our stuff. <laughs> buy our merch. <laughs> buy our it's merch. Kind of, kind of outdated, but. Yeah. You got onesies. Yeah. All right. Thank you all once again, and we'll see you next week. Yeah. Take care, everyone. Stay safe. And Bye. thanks for watching or listening. <laughs>